Hey, and welcome back to the Your Glowing Podcast with me, your host, Kim. I am a little nervous to talk about this, but also like really excited. Baby number four, plans. I just like this is on my mind all the time. So I just I just haven't talked super openly about it and we're we're gonna do that today. But first, today is the first day of the fresh start challenge. Woo! Today's day one, workout number one. It is not too late to join. I will put the link in the show notes. This challenge is the best because it is a four-week challenge. There are going to be prizes at the end. It is not a weight loss, uh, like total transformation. We're not focused on that. I'm focused on getting you into a routine that you're excited about, uh, workouts that are new and fun to you that's going to just freshen up your routine, freshen up your body and mind, right? Like I want you to feel good mentally and physically during these four weeks. That's why I put these workouts together for you. It's a mix of strength, cardio, core, sculpts, all pregnancy and postpartum friendly. There's modifications for all the different moves plus advanced options. If you are that girl right now and you're just really wanting like to get the most out of these workouts, maybe you're a couple, a year or two postpartum, there is something for everyone in here. Plus you're going to get to keep the workouts forever. Like I know it's only going to be a four week for the, for the challenge, which I have mentioned before. I did try to change the name because the last thing moms need is another challenge, right? However, I really want you to challenge yourself. It's not too late to join. You will get to keep the workouts and repeat them. You could do the four week challenge, you know, back to back, like make it an eight week thing for yourself. It's really going to, like I said, refresh your routine, whether you're doing my programs or something else, or maybe you've been in a little bit of a rut and you're looking for that spark. This is it. This is your sign. This is your sign. Dive in with us. You're going to have a clickable schedule. Each day you wake up, you click on that day. Don't worry about if you miss a day or if you, the kids were sick or if you didn't sleep. Like, listen, we got you. We got you. Uh, I'm just really excited about it. Today's day one, week one. Here we go. And I did announce the prizes. We are going to do $100 Lululemon gift card, $100 Amazon gift card, $150 gift card to my website, and then a $50 gift card to Tula, $50 gift card to Soul CBD. Hundreds of dollars worth of prizes. And we are going to do five different winners instead of doing like one big prize. I, I just like that. I just like knowing like if I'm in a challenge, I'm like, I want to feel like I got a shot. You know what I mean? So excited to get started and so excited to have you mamas who are already enrolled doing the workout with me today. All right. It is also spring break for Ayla, just Ayla. The other two, like we could keep them home. We have the option to send them to school, which is kind of cool. I do have a friend coming down to visit this week. So that'll be fun. We'll kind of like mix up our, it's our, our routine's going to be mixed up again. Like what else is new? <laughs> There's always something that we, something new, right? Um, and sometimes people ask me like, Kim, what's your, what's your routine? I don't even have a, like I, I do, but I don't like, I have a morning routine. I have an ideal morning routine, but it definitely is not that every day. Same thing with like the school week. Just, it's just not always the same every day, every week, week to week. So this week is not going to be the same. It's also St. Patrick's day week is St. Patrick's day week, St. Patrick's day. I, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we're going to like wear cute, St. Patty's Day stuff, maybe decorate. And my parents usually do like a boiled dinner, which reminds me, this is just like a side, like personal note, my grandfather, this was like one of the last memories I had of him. He passed away last year in March. 
but we did get to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. He was born and raised in Ireland and moved here. And same thing with my Nana. She was born and raised in Ireland. So we are very Irish. When I say we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, it's not like a drinking booze fest. It's like Irish culture. (laughs) And it also reminds me of my grandparents. I miss them. But my grandfather, this is another like interesting piece. He passed away. My my Nana passed away. I don't want to get into all the details. Maybe this will be another episode. They separated. They uh, Irish Catholics, so they, they never got divorced. They were just separated. But my Nana passed away three years ago now. Oh, my gosh. March 25th, 2020. And that was actually really tough because I realized I was using shopping as a coping mechanism or like shopping to like avoid avoid and avoid it. Like I was avoiding something because when I found out my Nana died, I cried. And then I just wanted to numb myself by going to Marshall's and just like looking at clothes. And I did not realize like how therapeutic shopping was for me in that way, but also like mindless. And it made me think like, what else have I avoided by going to Marshall's? Like it, it, but like I couldn't, my point is like, it, it was 2020. I was pregnant. Everything was closed, shut down. Like I didn't have that option. So that just brought some awareness. Anyway, she would, March 25th, 2020, my Nana passed away. My grandfather passed away at Mar- March 25th, 2022 at the exact same time of day. Like wild. So that's coming up. We'll get to honor them, which will be nice. Uh, moving on to just what I've been watching lately. Rest in peace, Nana and Grandpa. We love you and miss you every day. And I can't wait to just think about you this coming week or two. Um, what I've been watching. The main watch for me was the, the I'm going to say it wrong, Murdo Murders. I wanted to call him the Murdaw. Is it Murdaw? Murdo. It's about a family in South Carolina. If you know, like, you know, this is like very intriguing. A lot of us were invested in this story. I did see it a little bit on Instagram, but I really just remember hearing the name and like knowing it was like an interesting situation. So when I saw it came out on Netflix, I was like, we're watching this. I told Justin, I told my my sister was in town. I was like, we're watching the show. So Murdaw Murders, which is also kind of like a tongue twister. It's about this family in South Carolina, I want to say, that they were... They were all like law, like the, like they were the law, basically. The, the great, great, great grandfather like was a lawyer, but they were also like the district attorney and they knew like they ran the courtroom. They, they were doing legal defense, but like, or what is it called? They were like defending prosecute. I, I'm getting words mixed up, but they would be for the good guys or the bad guys. They were the defense, but also for the victim. They worked both sides of it and the, Basically, they had a lot of power in the town over the police officers, over the court system, over everything. And there had been many issues, not issues, but like incidents that they were able to cover up because of this power that they had. And it wasn't until this younger, she was 19 or 20, she was killed in a boating accident that was caused by one of the Madro sons who was drinking and driving. And like, you can watch this in the preview. Like, I'm not giving anything away, but, and it happened in, this is to- all true. But when that happened, it kind of shined a light on the family. And like, they were like starting to piece together, like, wait, what about this? And then like, what about that? And they, there was private investigators involved because when the, long story short, when the girl died, it just sparked a lot of interest in this family. Like she was a very beautiful girl. The families were upset about it. It's three episodes and they're like quick watches and definitely like make some time to binge all three together if you can, because that's how I like to do it. I liked, I like it to be fresh in my mind. We didn't do it, but I like that's 
typically my style. I'm like, if it's like less than, I think it would have been two and a half hours, which is a long time. So we watched a little bit the one night and then the next night we like finished, finished it. But it's a good watch and it's, it was like the top, one of the top shows to watch on Netflix. That's really all I have other than like Your Honor, like my typical Your Honor on Amazon Prime. I'm going to keep talking about because I really enjoy it. And okay, hold on. I'm a little bit behind on my episodes though, but I want to tell you the last one that I watched, my jaw was on the floor. And you're probably like, Kim, I don't even know the show. I'm telling you, go watch it. Pay the how like $10, $20 by season one. But I'm in season two. And I think it's episode seven of season two. My jaw was on the floor. I just like so much happened. So much happened. And the next day I was like, I I honestly want to watch it again. I would watch episode seven all over again because like it was so epic. Like (laughs) so so cheesy. But since I'm behind, I actually need to catch up. So maybe I will go back and watch it again. All right. A little bit of skincare and purchases recently. I have talked about that. Um... Well, the Tula face wash, it's a, you know, I like my foamy, creamy cleanser. I've been told by multiple estheticians, whenever I get a facial, that like your skin is dry. You don't use a gel-based cleanser. Um, I forget the name of the ingredient that's in those typically, but I got the Dime foam cleanser and that just was, it, it's so gentle. It's a gentle, creamy foam cleanser. Love it. I also wanted to try Tula has a milk. I think that's what it's called, the Tula milk cleanser. I love it so much. I love it so much. It feels like, I don't say it feels like you're putting lotion on your face, but it's so like smooth and it doesn't feel drying, which, which is what I have to be very cautious of. So we love that. My code is Kim Perry to save on Tula. And then for dime the other weekend, when I was at my girls weekend, I had everyone try my tinted dime SPF because it was sunny and Samantha day is not getting those rays regularly. So I was like, we need, we all need to be SPFing. But my my sister too, they they loved it. They put it on. It goes on nice and smooth and it's not cakey like you have to really rub it in. It is a broad spectrum mineral sunscreen. So zinc is like the main ingredient in there. It's not like you're a lot of sunscreens have toxic ingredients, but Dime is a brand that I will stand by. Everything is made in the USA, bottled in glass. We love it. And I love that it is tinted. It adds like a little bit of coverage because I don't know about you, but when I am outside in the sun, especially like summertime at the beach, I'm not putting on makeup, but I still want to like look cute. (laughs) I still want to have like a fresh face. Like I want to have a fresh face so that I can get some sun rays, but I also want, I'm not going to be caking on makeup and then sitting out in the sun and it's like, oof. That just sounds terrible. Clogged, poor, central, sweat city, like no thank you. So it's light, it goes on, and it gives you a little bit of coverage, which is exactly what I want for those days when I'm, I know I'm going to be out in the sun. But also I try to stay in the shade because <laughs> I don't want to be in the sun too much. I don't want to burn. And now I'm like, you know, wrinkles, aging, that stuff scares me. So we love dime. My code for them is Perry 20 I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Okay, well, let's get into this episode. Let's get into what you came here for. Kim, are you gonna have are you getting pregnant? Are you gonna have baby number four? Is this happening? Is it? <laughs> I'm like thinking this to myself right now. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's just say it started. It actually started right after I had Blake. Uh, this was the first time because when I had Ayla and Rosie, I did not have these thoughts pop up. But after I had Blake, I immediately thought I want another. I want one more. That thought popped into my head and I was convinced I will have another. And I, I've heard this thing. It's like, you know, you're in your, the, 
the glow, like the afterglow of like labor where everything is great. I mean, again, I did not experience this after I had Laura Rosie. I will tell you my labor stories in a future episode coming soon, but I did not have that. After Blake, everything was so magical and like I, but I, I don't even know, like I wasn't thinking like, do I want to have another? It was just like, I want another so strongly. But then I got home from the hospital and a couple, and like, I still was like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was so in love with Justin and I like was so happy and I wanted another. And then like I started to say reality sat in and I was like, I could never do this again. (laughs) I could never do it again. And so that thought went away. (laughs) That thought was like pushed off. Okay. So now I have three kids. Three was like I talked about in a in my previous episode about transitions, which is the hardest, three was the hardest for me. It hit me like a ton of bricks, knocked me out. Like I did not anticipate that. So that transition, I was, I, I, I'm pretty sure multiple times I said, I will never have another baby. Like I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I can't even do this. I can't do what I have right now. I can't handle this. I, I was just so completely overwhelmed after bringing Blake home and really settling into mom of three. It was, it was tough for me. The only problem with that, like, let's say like, okay, I'm starting to realize like I can't do four. I was a little bit sad about it, mostly because I wanted to know if it was my last pregnancy. So when Justin and I got pregnant with Blake, we always said we wanted three, right? Three. Three is the number. He's one of three. I'm one of three. We knew we wanted three. We knew we could handle it. Like it was very hard, but we're in, we're in like a coasting phase right now of like, okay, we, we get it. Like three, we know how we're, we got to handle all right. It's not perfect. We got a handle on parenting. But like I said, I, I, I wish I mentally told myself going into third pregnancy, this is the last one. I want to do all of the things. But in my head, I wasn't thinking that. I actually was kind of like, well, maybe, maybe there'll be another. Like even during Blake's pregnancy, I was like, I don't think this is the last. Like if it is, it's really sad. And I don't want to think it's the last because there might be another. I don't know. I think I just would have had a little bit more closure if we had said, this is the last one. Let's go big. Let's do all the maternity photo shoots. Let's do. I honestly don't know what I would have done differently other than mentally prepare and kind of like grieve that this would be my final months, weeks, days of being pregnant ever in my life. Because that's one thing we don't realize. Like when you're pregnant, it feels like forever, right? Especially that. For me, the first one, like, oh my gosh, it took so long. When you look at the grand scheme of life, if you live till you're 90 and you're like, and you only had one child full term, nine months, are you kidding? Like that wasn't even a full year of your life. So it really is just such a blip of time, but it's so special. And I think if I had went into that knowing it was my last or t- like if Justin and I had a conversation like this is our last and I got to be with that for the nine months of my pregnancy and really soak it all in, which I feel like I still did. I love my third pregnancy, but I didn't think it was my last. Okay. And then we went back and forth. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we're going to have another. Okay, wait, no, we're definitely not. And then what happened was I, Blake, after like towards the end of her breastfeeding journey, that's when I really start to feel like I was losing a baby, like, or not losing, but like the baby date, like not only is pregnancy gone, baby days are gone. Like that made me sad. I was like, oh no, like what? Wait, I'm not ready for that. And I also like was picturing life with four kids. Like when I bought a box of popsicles, for example, like 
the girls like these like okay I like these like fancy popsicles that come in a four pack and I'm like okay well if we had four kids like there's one for each kid in this box and then I buy things that are like in a three pack like tennis balls come in three balls in the container and like if we have four kids like this isn't gonna work we're gonna have to get two packs of tennis balls so that everybody gets a ball so I was thinking like that and I actually found an old Instagram story when I was talking about it and that that was really interesting that I had that thought. Like this is over a year ago. I'm talking like 2022. We had been in Florida for about six months and I'm like thinking about if we have four, this is what it would look like. Or like shopping, like what would it be like? I just can't imagine. This is a thought I still have. I cannot imagine putting on four pairs of shoes before we leave the house. Five, including my own. Getting four kids dressed, getting four kids shoes on, making sure four kids go to the bathroom, four kids ate. Like I just feel like that is a lot a lot fast forward to last oh no summer 2021 is when I started getting my period or I got my I got my first period after I had Blake which is a big deal because I didn't have a period since 2015 you heard that right I got I had a period in 2015 then I got pregnant with Ayla got pregnant with Rosie and got pregnant with Blake without having a single cycle until 2021 We can dive deep into that another time, but right now I just want you to know like my cycle took a while to get back to regular. So I was, it was like very irregular, but when we moved down here and I think I just needed a, a year of being breastfeeding free. Now my cycle is very regular. And I got to tell you something, it's it's kind of cool. I've never in my life been regular <laughs> in this way, like off of birth control. And yeah, it kind of stinks, you know, PMSing and having your period, but it's really cool to see how my body works and understand the cycles. I I read a book, Do Less by, I wanted to say Kate Northup, but I don't think, I don't think that's her name. The book is called Do Less. And it's really about, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I was reading it because I was thinking for like being a mom and trying to work and I heard about it. Someone recommended to me like, you got to read this book. It's about a mom's like working and raising kids and that's what I read it for and it was really helpful. I think every mom should read it, but it really dove deep into our cycles and I, I mean, we learned in health class, you know, like you ovulate and you get your period, 28 days, like that's all we were taught. And if you were on birth control, then your hormones might be out of whack or they might be out of whack for a different reason. Maybe you had a baby and now things just aren't the same, whatever. So I feel like we now as women have to educate ourselves on our periods. Like we're 14 years old or 12 or 10 or however old you were when you got it. I'm saying this because now that I have a regular period, I can track my cycle and I know when I'm ovulating and I think about it. I'm like, is, are we, are we, are we ready? Is, are we gonna conceive this month? Like, I think about it every month, every month. Okay, and here's a couple thoughts. Like, you're hearing my inner thoughts right now. What happens is, like, before I'm ovulating, I'm thinking, I don't know, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I want another, but I'm, I can't commit. And this is interesting because when I, when I got pregnant with all the other, all the, all of my other children, no, but for each of my pregnancies, which I have actually had four, I had one miscarriage, but for each one, we were like ready to have a baby. I felt it in my gut. I said, I know I want to have another or let's get pregnant. First try pregnant. I would love to share more about this in another episode. And next month, April is infertility awareness. So I'm definitely going to be talking about that a bit. Stay tuned for that. So now, nowadays, 
I'm like, I'm like, I want another, but I'm like, is this almost like a selfish like thing that I want for for what? Why do I want another? It could, because like, I, I don't feel it in my gut like, yes, it's time. Let's do this. I don't feel that. Even when I'm ovulating, I'm like, oh my God, now is like, I almost feel like more stressed. Like, is this, I'm trying to find the words for it. Like, I feel like anxious because I'm like, this is our shot. This is our window of opportunity. And every time that window closes because I'm no longer ovulating or I'm on my period, I'm like, oh, another whole month has to go by before we have the opportunity again. And I never, struggled with fertility so that's something that I'm like wow that this is hard I can't imagine like trying and getting a negative test every time like that to me would be so hard right now like what I'm dealing with is not painful in that emotional way it's just confusing for me (laughs) because I like what do I want why am I like sad after every month that I'm like well we didn't conceive another month is gonna go by which means I'm gonna if I get pregnant now I'm not gonna have a baby till like what 2024 at this point and how old am I gonna be how old are the girls gonna be Blake's gonna be three and a half Rosie's gonna be five and a half Ale's gonna be turning eight like that's and then I get sad and I'm like I wish I had them closer I wish I had my kids younger and I kind of spiral a little bit (laughs) I'm spiraling right now like oh okay so let's talk about why I want to be maybe we got fears here I listed I had to list them out and honestly this is something I had to do uh, pen pen to paper because we try to solve these problems in our head and we're confused right why are we not writing them down? Like if someone gave you a math problem, 257 divided by 3.5, do that in your head. Maybe you can, that's really cool. But if you, if I give you a pen and paper and you, and you can solve it, isn't it so much easier when you can put it down and see it and, and move the numbers and like, yeah, that's what we need to do with our thoughts. Put them on paper because sometimes we think without words. We just feel things and be forcing ourselves to write it out using verbiage using dictation right like having to put it into words how we're feeling you'll notice like oh oh that's what I'm worried about this is okay this makes more sense I can like work this out or think this through on paper so here's a few things I wrote this is like fears let's see okay this is always a fear my time I like my time is split all the time (laughs) like right now I worry like is Rosie not getting enough attention like we make we're really good about making sure Ayla has her time. Blake is still so little, but she's so she gets a lot of attention because she still needs it. I'm like, is is Rosie getting enough attention? Are they getting enough one on one time? Are they are they spending enough time like with Justin, or you know, do they feel like their their voices are heard and their needs are met? Like I, the thought of adding another child and worrying about meeting all those needs for them that that scares me. I also feel like I will have less me time. I will have less of what I have. Like, am I going to be able to film a record a podcast episode when I have a newborn? Like, what is that schedule going to be like? I'm not going to send a newborn baby to daycare. Am I going to have to find a babysitter? The baby's just going to be with me all the time because in the past, that's that's how it goes, right? Like, we're moms, we're default parents. We, if we're breastfeeding, like, you got a baby on your hip for 18 to 24 months, basically. Oh, so there's that. And then I, I mentioned childcare. Like, would would we have to hire somebody to like help me like once a week so that I could get stuff done? Um, is the baby going to go to a daycare? Like, oh, that's immediately no. I was like, no. Is it going to cost? Obviously, it's going to cost more money. But like, I don't want it to be a money reason why we choose not to have another. I know some people might be like bugging out when I say that. But 
this is one thing I wanted to make sure I touch on, so maybe we'll do it now. I never want to make a decision, like I said, based on money. Do I think there's a time and a place to say, like, we can't have a child, like, we literally are struggling? Yes, like, that's okay. But I don't want that to be our reason because we are not struggling in that way. And I I would hate to want another child and Justin say like, we can't afford that. Like, that's how I feel about that. So, but I also want to say, I never want to make a decision on a bad day. So on those days when the girls are fighting, no one's putting on their shoes, we're late. I'm so tired because they woke me up last night. Like, I never want to be like, that's it. I'm never having another kid. Like, this is too much. I can't do four this sucks. I'm having regrets. (laughs) Like, I don't want to make any final decisions on a day like that. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't make any decision, especially an important one when you're in a bad mood like that. Okay. Because we all know, like we have bad days and not even days. We have bad moments, right? The day can turn around. You, what do we actually need? We actually need a cup of, we probably need to drink some water. We probably need to just sit in silence for 20 to 30 minutes and maybe we we want to we need to order takeout just so that we can have a little bit of time to decompress right moving on back to my fears i am worried of having fomo i i felt like there were things i couldn't do when i was pregnant that i wanted to do like little things like i got invited when i was pregnant with must have been blake like oh my gosh i think i was pregnant with blake this is before COVID got like really crazy. I got invited to an event in Boston from Bonza Pasta. It was so random and cool, but they were doing like a hot yoga event and eating pasta. (laughs) And Boston was not like super close, but I like made the trip out there to do this. But I couldn't do the yoga class because I mean, by choice, I could have definitely chosen to do it. I think I was in my second trimester at the time, maybe really early in my second trimester. But I had I've never done a Bikram like hot yoga class before. And it's not advised to do (laughs) basically trying things, trying new things is not advised when you're pregnant. It just it's just not the best idea because you don't know how your body's going to react. You don't have anything to compare it to. Like it's not a good idea, but also like it's not the most pregnancy friendly workout. Like it would have been cool if it was just a regular yoga class and I was able to modify for myself. So like I felt FOMO, like I showed up to the event and I just like hung out and talked to the people, ate some pasta, but I just, you know, had to miss out on that. And also like I was worried about missing out on a girl's trip or, you know, if it's different. It's different when you're pregnant. You you don't want to do the thing. You want to do the things, but you don't want to because you're like, I'm pregnant. Am I being negligent or irresponsible? Getting on an airplane, tra- you know, traveling or whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. So I have FOMO when I'm pregnant. Like, I, I don't have the energy to go out and dance with my friends when I'm pregnant, or maybe I don't even want to. But I do want to because I want to be with them, and I want. I miss my old self. Does that make sense? I hope you feel me on that. That's one of my fears. And then having FOMO for like that whole year and a half, two years after baby's born that I have a, a baby. I'm breastfeeding and I can't leave for long periods of time, p- period, or go on trips or I can pump. Like it's just so much more work. And I'm the one that tends to just be like, eh, I'll, I'd rather just pass and have an easy weekend at home versus like having to pump and pack the cooler and do all these things and prep for the whoever's watching the baby and whoever's going to be feeding the baby and who's going to watch it. Like, yeah. So I would have FOMO for sure. It was nice with Blake because I was pregnant in 2020 and people stopped doing stuff. So uh, that made it easy for me to be 
home and everyone else was home. I was also, you know, pregnant at home with two kids. And I really wasn't living much differently (laughs) during those years, um, during quarantine, because it would have been really hard. I mean, we tried to leave the house a lot, but it was nice knowing that everybody else was feeling like we're stuck at home because that's how moms feel most of the time anyways, right? So I have to admit that was kind of cool. And then even after she was born like that first year, like people weren't really going places, planning trips, doing regular activities and things. So it took away the FOMO a little bit, to be honest. Another fear, I live in Florida now. With my other three, I was pregnant and labored and birthed my children in the state of Massachusetts. So I just have no idea what it would look like down here. Who, like, what hospital would I go to? What doctor would I use? Like, I do have a primary care, but I'm like, I would, I kind of want to do a home birth. I started looking into it in 2020 because there was a fear that Justin wouldn't be able to be in the room with me. He was, but like, oh, I was, I, I called eight different midwives and they said I was, most of them were like, you're too late in your pregnancy for us to like start this journey together. And now that I've had an unmedicated birth, I'm like, I could totally, I could do that again. But another fear that's just like popping up right now is like, Blake's birth was so amazing and like beautiful and a miracle. Like, should I end on a high note? (laughs) I don't think I can top that. Like that was so good that I don't think I could ever recreate it. But back to Florida, baby. Yeah. Don't know what that would look like. I just, there's a lot of like unknowns about the future too, just in general that I'm kind of like, I also feel when I'm pregnant that I am not my strongest self. Like I feel strong and like empowered and like this goddess, but I also don't feel like I could run away in emergency situations. Like right now, I feel like I could be like, like, don't mess with me. Like if I'm in a parking lot with the girls, I'm like, I could take literally anyone in this parking lot. Like I have like mama bear mode, but when I'm pregnant, I just feel like I'm not at my strongest. I'm definitely not my fastest when I'm pregnant. I'm not flexible. Like I just feel so limited physically. A couple other fears. Wait, we're getting a little deeper now. What if I can't have a baby? What if I can't get pregnant? I'm 33. That's not, that's not, don't get me wrong. That's not old, but my Nana went through menopause when she was 35. My birthday's next month. (laughs) I'm gonna be 34. What if I can't have a baby? What if I'm like, what if I decide like, let's do this and then it it doesn't do, (laughs) it doesn't happen. What if I have a miscarriage? Would we try again? Oh my gosh, these like deeper thoughts that like, I haven't even mentioned that to Justin. What if it's another girl? Am I going to be disappointed? I did feel that little tinge of disappointment actually every time, even like when Ayla came out of me and they're like, it's a girl. Like, I don't know what the heck it is about boys as so special, but people love baby boys. I don't, sorry, I'm getting a little attitude right now, but like, can you tell I get lots of like, oh, you have girls? Like I have one girl, you have three, like, oh, that sucks. And it usually comes from men, sometimes women. And then I'm like, uh, honey, you're a girl. Like, why are you talking about how hard girls are? We are girls. Like, can we raise them differently? Can we teach them how to manage their emotions? Are they too emotional for you? Is it triggering to you? Or is it their issue? I don't know. I could go on about that. But like when I did have, found out I was pregnant with another girl with Rosie, I had that little bit of disappointment because I was like, oh, I... Like I've already done the whole like, oh, it's a girl thing. I kind of wanted something different. And then with Blake, I was like, I was actually shocked because I was convinced she was a boy. <laughs> and yeah, it just felt like I I was like, oh, I've been here. Like it's going to be the same cute baby clothes. Like it just felt like it wasn't some, it took away a little bit of the excitement because 
because we had done it before. However, I was really happy. Three girls was really cool because I'm one of three girls. I know what, like, I just have such great relationships with my sisters and I, I want to foster that for them and let them be able to have such a great experience, you know, growing up with sisters. I don't know what it's like to have a boy. And then I was like, what if I have a boy and I, I I don't know, I don't know. What if I'm nervous about having a boy or what if he comes and I don't get to like shop for little cute girl clothes anymore. So like there's a disappointment that could happen there too. And then what if I can't handle four kids? What if it's too freaking hard that I have a mental breakdown? What if I regret it every day that I'm like, oh my God, this is way too much. I can't handle it. I just like, I'm struggling. What if I struggle? And so I brought these up to Justin. We're going to switch over to the things I would be excited about and like why I actually want a baby. But I said to Justin, I think this is like when I started, like, I need to put this on paper because he, you're probably wondering, like, does Justin want another? (laughs) Like, is it, does he have any say in this? Yes, he does. But he put it on me. He's like, I would love another baby. He's like, I would love another baby. I would love a fourth. I'm happy either way though. So it's up to you. (laughs) It's up to me. I have to make this huge life altering decision. I mean, maybe it doesn't seem that life altering because we already have three kids, but like even things like his truck, we can't fit four car seats in a truck, at least in his truck. (laughs) Pretty sure that most cars, more, most trucks only seat five. We could get the one with the front middle seat, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, are we seriously thinking about this? Like, it's kind of crazy. So he's like, I would love another. I know he would for sure love to have a son. He would love to have a little man to pass all of his hunting stuff on to, to go hunting and fishing with, to do like the manly things. Like he's not getting that from our girls, at least like not currently. (laughs) So I know he wants one, but he also is like, you know, I'm happy like this. Like, I love my life. I would also love another baby. That's why he's like, so it's up to you (laughs) because I don't, I kind of feel that way. But then I was like, wow, wait, 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 wait a second. And that's when it hit me. I was like, here's what I'm seeing. Adding another child into this household does feel pretty easy because of the chaos we already have the routines that we already have in place, the weird, sometimes we have like weird, like, oh, let's get in a car ride and get Blake to sleep for a nap. Just like the chaos. Like I could totally see me holding a baby doing these things or the baby just like blending in with the family. Like I could see adding another child. What I'm having a hard time with is being pregnant with three kids. That is, sounds really hard to me. And then the postpartum phase that feels like it, it, I just get effect. Like, I don't know if I could do my hair falling out again, like that postpartum hair loss, like, and losing all my hair and feeling bald. And like, I watched a video, I posted on my stories a couple weeks back when I was sharing about Nutrafol and how much it, it has helped me. Nutrafol is amazing and it does work, but it was, I was nine months postpartum and I had this tiny little, not even mohawk, like I, my hair, I could put in a little ponytail up on top of my head and it was like the stubbiest little bang. Like I basically had bang, like, you know, you know, the postpartum bangs. And in the video though, Justin filmed me and I was like really sad talking in it. Like I could just hear my voice. I was like, I've just had too many kids. Like I just felt sad. I don't have my hair. Like, you know, you don't feel like you have your body to yourself, you're breastfeeding, all of the postpartum hormones. Like, so I'm like, wow, that is a big factor in this. 
Because like I said, I could have just another child that's in the house with us that has a cute little setup and a little bed and their little clothes. And like, I could see Blake being a big sister and like the girls loving that baby. And I could see that. What's hard for me to picture is the hard stuff, the tough stuff, the struggles, the the aches and pains of pregnancy, the aches and pains of postpartum. Also, I had wrote on here one of my fears is breastfeeding. I really don't like breastfeeding anymore, even though I haven't breastfed in a year. I think Blake scarred me because she breastfed for too long. I mean, it was just over 18 months. Most people would say like, that's not too long. But for me, it it was. And, and I wasn't enjoying it at the end. And I was like struggling and trying to wean that was it was painful and like also it's painful in the beginning <laughs> but she kind of overdid her she overstayed her welcome with my boobs and the other two did not so the thought of breastfeeding again I'm like oof so that's why I, I totally see with Justin like now I'm seeing it from his perspective like I'm good with another child in this house but I don't know if you are good with all of the physical demands that you will have and I'm the one that wakes up with the baby too hold on time out I would be the one sleepless nights I would be the one like struggling to survive, <laughs> very tired. Yeah, that would be me. So it's like, dang, I don't, I don't even sleep good now. So I don't know if that's like, a, I, like I, I would say, oh, I don't want to like lose sleep, but I already am not sleeping good. But is that a, is that like a little twist there? Like, well, Kim, you're already not sleeping that great. Like, why not just have a baby? I actually slept great all three of my pregnancies. Like, not to brag. But I slept better pregnant than anybody I know. <laughs> I I slept great. I, I had one night, I remember, I was pregnant with Ayla that I had issues sleeping. That was tough. But other than that, what I would be excited about is, yeah, having having another child and having that relationship with them, especially if it was a boy. Like, I cannot imagine having a son. And you moms who are boy moms, you one or multiple boys – that love, I I don't even, I can't describe it because I've never felt it before, but I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And then I just picture this like sweet, sweet boy. Don't roll your eyes if you're like, no. Uh, but like even when he's in high school, like checking in on me, like that's how Justin is with his mom. He will drop everything and help her, you know? I'm like, it would be kind of nice to have like another male in this family, in this household that could help out. Like that would be so cool. But also, I <laughs> I see these like reels and TikToks on like boy moms and I cry like because they're so sad. Like just I'm not going to say it. I don't want I don't want anyone crying right now. OK. Also, like I mentioned before, seeing the girls with a baby, seeing them like Ayla is such a great big sister. So amazing. She would be helpful. She makes me think I can't. She was the one who tricked me. She tricked me into thinking kids, babies were easy. <laughs> Everyone is sweet and angelic. She's so sweet. So Ayla, I could see. It's interesting because, yes, Rosie is a big sister, but her and Blake are so close that I feel like their dynamic is not like a normal big sis, little sis. They're more like buddies. <laughs> and then to see Blake with a baby. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Blake is a big sister. Oh, she's so funny. I would love, love that. And same thing, honestly, Rosie, like she has a very gentle, empathetic side to her. So I would love to see them all nurturing an, another. And like uh, like I mentioned in my transitions, like which is the hardest? And I, I came up with a little formula. And I said in there, you can go back and listen, that the older your youngest child is, the easier I predict it would be 
to add someone into your family, to add a baby, right? So now look at Blake. She's coming up on three years old. Just about done potty training. We haven't got the poop down, but like she's almost big girl. And that means I, I don't, I'm not waving butts. She can feed herself. She can go in the pantry and get herself food. Like, so the older she gets, the more hands off I am and the more attention I would have for the baby. And just, you know, like the pregnancy, newborn days, like the love you feel that like, that like baby sleeping on your chest. And here's the thing, my, like I've held other babies since Blake was born. I've held them, I've cuddled them, I've rocked them to sleep and it doesn't feel the same. Like I don't get that baby fever from holding someone else's baby. I get that baby fever from holding my babies. I get that baby fever from looking at photos from 2016 and 2018 and 2020 when I had my kids, like that. My baby's giving me baby fever. Is that funny or weird? I just don't get like the newborn smell of my child is not like the newborn smell of anyone else's. No offense, but <laughs> I don't know. I just don't get baby fever. You know what does like give me a little like tinge of like when I see someone else's positive pregnancy test on Instagram or like pregnancy announcement, I'm like, I'm like, I, I kind of want that. Like, and then they say, like, do October 2023. And I'm like, why am I not even jealous? Like, I'm sad. I'm like, I'm like, I just want that. Like, I'm so torn. Can you see, like, how hard this is for me? Because, like, I have a lot of fears. But I'm like, I, I feel like I want it. But honestly, not sure. I also have this one last, like, one reason why I'm like, I, I think we should have another. Is because what if I wait a year? Because I'm like, well, we're not sure. Year goes by. And then... And then we can't or like a couple years go by, whatever the case may be. And then I re- or I'm like, you know, what? let's not have another. I have all this written out reasons why not to. It's not in our cards. Move on. But then two years comes around and now I want one. And the kids are all old, like much older. Will I regret not doing it? Honestly, tell me, like, am I going to have regrets? I do follow one other mom and I, I get jealous of the moms who know like, one and done, one and done moms. Or like, I, like we knew we were having two. We know we don't want anymore and we're happy with what we've got. Like I am happy with what I have, but I don't feel done. Like I don't feel that in my body. Like we're done. Or maybe I do and I'm kind of grieving my phase of life of being pregnant and having newborns. Like maybe I'm just like sad that that stage of my life is over. It's so sad. Like it really... No one talks about that. Like, no one told me you'll be sad one day. And, like, some people aren't. because That's why it hasn't been talked about because some people are, like, probably normal. And they're like, oh, no, I'm good with my kids. My kids are crazy. Or, like, I love my kid. Like, we're good. And they're probably not sad. They're probably, like, may- or maybe they didn't enjoy their pregnancy and their newborn days. Maybe they didn't have a great experience. But now they're thriving as, like, a toddler mom or, you know, like, elementary school age kind of kids or even older, right? So please tell me if, I, if I'm alone here in this like weird in-between phase. I know a lot of my friends are either completely done. Some of my friends are just getting started on having babies. I started talking earlier. One of my online, I've never met, we've never met in person. She has three kids. And when she was had her third pregnancy, she announced like, this is our last pregnancy. It's bittersweet. Like I'm soaking up every moment. And so that happened when I was pregnant with Rosie and I remember seeing that that's why I said like I want to know it's my last pregnant or I wish I would have known Blake was my last if if she is like I wish I could have like had the mindset and like done the done the done the work I don't know I wish I had that mindset if that were to be the case she this woman that I'm talking about this girl 
she still makes the comment like, if I was younger, I'd have another. Or like, oh, I would do, I would love to have another, but it's not in our cards. And I'm like, and I've actually said to her, or we've had a conversation about it, and she said that feeling like just doesn't go away, wanting to have another baby. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm going to feel like this forever? Sad. <laughs> but here's what I want to leave you with because I don't want to be all dark and depressing. So are Justin and I trying for number four? Not really. Oh, this is another thing. Every time I'm ovulating, I feel like something happens. Like Justin goes away on a trip or I'm sick. One of the girls is sick. Um, I'm not sleeping that great. Like there's someone, someone's in town visiting. So we don't really even have the opportunity to try. And I'm still like so on the fence that I, I, I'm i like afraid and I don't want to go into anything scared, which is not like me because I do a lot of things like not really knowing what it's going to turn out like. And I'm like, yeah, but let's do it. I don't have that excitement. So I'm waiting for that gut impulse, like excited, like, ah, let's do it. I call it lighting a stick of dynamite. Like we just light a stick of dynamite. Like when we, when we, were bo- when we bought our house to move to Florida, I'm like, I feel like I just lit a stick of dynamite and like, whoa. It's about to blow off, but it's going to be like so explosively amazing. I'm not ready to light any dynamite. I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, what if this explodes in my hand? (laughs) So that's where we're at. Justin and I are having many conversations about it. We think about all the time. And when I had my, when Samantha Day was here, I was talking to her about it and she was actually surprised. So Sam, I'm like, I know, I know it's crazy that I'm even considering it and Right now, like I feel like with what I just listed out, it sounds like if I had to put just like a slap a label on this, it's like we're done having kids. I do want more, but I'm kind of grieving that period of time. Like that's where I'm at right now. It's not where like I'm not happy about it, but like that's where we are. But then sometimes I'll have a conversation and I'm like, well, for my next pregnancy and my next baby, like I'm going to have a home birth and do like placenta encapsulate. (laughs) I talk about it as if it's going to happen. So I'm really not sure. But like I said, if I have to put a little label on it, it's like we're pretty done and I'm not happy about it. I'm going to grieve my baby days and my pregnancy days. And it's something we don't talk about much, but I'm going to tell you right now for me, it's hard. And the one thing I did want to leave you with is it's as much as I feel this pressure to like know if I were having another, like I don't want to regret not having one. Like I'm only getting older, those thoughts. It's okay to not know right now. It's okay to be in this on the fence position of like, it could go either way. It's actually kind of exciting to think like, well, we, we could solve another. We, we do have an opportunity to have another. It's not taken from us. It's not, there's no formal decision and nothing is written in stone. So I, I'm trying to enjoy this like optimistic, like what could it look like? It could go either way. And we just don't have to make a decision right now. I don't have to decide, oh, I'm ovulating. Should we do it now? Like we don't have to decide right now. We can talk about it next week or we can talk about it over dinner. We can kind of run some numbers and, you know, look for sitters and like, discuss what it would be like look for new trucks like what is that oh my gosh I'm like I thought getting three having a new car for three kids was was it like once you had that car like you don't need to worry about cramming everybody in but wow here we are so that's where I'm at and I did want to say it's okay if you don't know either it's okay right now I love using that term right now it's okay to not know 
right now. I encourage you, maybe you're in, you're debating where you're going to move next or, you know, taking a potential job. It's okay to not know right now. Maybe just play around with what it would look like one way or the other. And when I do that, when I, when I say that out loud, I picture the best case scenario for each, the best picture, the best case scenario, either side. So best case scenario, we have baby number four, and we have all these sweet memories. We have a beautiful pregnancy, delivery, labor, all that. The girls get this new experience. Our family and our love grows. Like that could be really fun. Also over here, we're done, but like we really just zone in on the girls and like just focus on them and making their life the best life of three kids that we can create for our family, right? So that's where we're at. Baby number four, question mark. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in listening to me. I would love to hear from you if you are in the same boat, if you can relate. Maybe if you have four kids and have any tips or feedback, had similar thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.